This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back once again, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. Back from the NHC in the hop grenade, although it's not open yet. Uh, this is our, uh, as Brian put it, our beta test. And you can tell Brian's a nerd because he used the word beta test. That was Lee. Actually. That was Lee. Well, you guys sound the same. No, you're I got you, Lee. What's going on here? Oh. Oh. No, Lee. No, There he is. Are? We got you. Now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Now I can hear Hi, myself. Lee. Welcome to the show, Lee. We're going to give hey. you a mic. Mike. That's <laughs> my cousin. I already have a mic. Uh, how you guys doing? Haven't seen you in, in a long time. It's been ages. It's doing been great. good. Yes. You, have, you both look much more handsome uh, than I remember. Absence <laughs> makes the heart go thunder, JP. <laughs> I'm staying away from you, though. What kind of... I think you should. I'm a dangerous man today. Yeah, I'll bet. We're not in Martinez anymore. We're, we're not in Martinez anymore. We are in Concord. Uh, how do you think the bar looks? Pretty good, huh? This is yeah. pretty sweet, yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. It's gonna be Concord's a not... much different place, too. <laughs> yeah. You might actually get arrested for assault here. <laughs> There's a lot more people out. A lot more people. Festivals. Oh, right yeah. On. There's a big party on out Everyone has a home. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's jump right into the show. Uh, before we get started, though, I do want to thank our fabulous sponsor, Five Star. Uh, you can get everything you need to clean and sanitize your home brewing equipment at fivestarchemicals.com. You can also look at your local homebrew shop. If they don't have carry Five Star Chemicals, uh, ask for them. They make the PBW, they do the Star Sand, and it, it, it's really the only place that you can go to get effective cleaning supplies. Uh, clean first then sanitize. They're very big on, on, on doing that kind of thing. Uh, there's no really just one kind of cleaner that will do everything for you. It is clean first, then sanitize. Otherwise, you never know what you're going to get. And uh, I've talked to a lot of home brewers over the years, and uh, you don't really know that. That's really not information that's, that's pushed around a lot, especially in some of the older um, home brewing books. So anyway, check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. Of course, we have Brian and Lee, our uh, master BJCP judges. Hello. And really what, what Dr. Homebrew is, in case, of course, you, you, you still don't know, it's uh, more like an interactive BJCP score sheet. You don't just listen to us slurp the beer and go, oh, yeah, that's pretty good, and that's it. We actually talk to the brewer. So you send us your beer, then we get you on Skype, and you talk to us, and you can ask questions of these guys, too, which I think is a really, it's a much better way to get feedback. You can only infer so much by people's writing from a month ago if they have you know 12 beers and you're in eight of the 12th beer. You're not going to get that great of feedback, but uh, on, here on Dr. Homebrew, you are our sole focus, and I like that. Except that we're just sitting here staring at JP. Well, that's true. Yeah. What, what, are you complaining? He likes it. No, are you? <laughs> would, you would you like to? Wait, st- yes, who else I'm would you like to stare at? Yeah. No, no, well, that's too bad. Well, actually, 
Oh, never mind. This place has a lot more windows than the old place. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. And that festival out there looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, you got you, a band playing. There's food. There's you, people everywhere. You're going to get some yeah. kettle corn. And, that's uh, right. We're just really walk distracted. We, we actually just went and wandered the festival. We didn't really judge these beers. Uh, we're, you know. We're just making So we are going to just we're say. We're mailing this in. Like, just taste the beer. <laughs> say, mm, this is good beer. Yeah. That's what this show will be about. Let's go get a hot dog. Let's get a foot long, if you'll yeah. pardon a turn of the phrase. Well, I tell you what, boys. Uh, you know, this is now the studio that Dr. Homebrew built. I'm just going to say it right now. We are the, uh, we are the, the um, I don't know, man, whatever, the driving force. It's been, it's hard to get back in the, in the swing of things, man. Hosting a show. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah. yeah well, you'll remember. We'll make sure you remember. I'll figure it out. I appreciate that. We'll challenge you and make you rise to the challenge. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what beers are we are we doing today? A Maybach. We fellas. We have a Maybach and a... Hellas. Hellas. Oh. It's, it's an early Oktoberfest today. Yeah. little uh, European beers. lager show, huh? Yeah, we like the German beers. They're pretty good sometimes. <laughs> and um, Germany's doing very well in the World Cup as oh, well. The, the yes. World Cup. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sunday, right? I Sunday. think Sunday's the final. Yeah. And then no no more uh, really heavy international soccer yeah. play What are for people going to do at work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunday off in July somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked about it. Who are you guys rooting for? Argentina or uh, Germany, Germany, dude? Yeah, I got to go Germany, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be fun to have another major international bank collapse. Why not get behind <laughs> Argentina? <laughs> if the Argentinians started making you know, even more better beer than the oh. Germans, then I could, I could root for them, too. So it's all about but, beer for you. Just no, who makes I, the best beer? I studied German. I speak German. I, I do a ger- bad German accent. <laughs> hey, so do I. Can you, weird. Do a, can you do a good German accent since you studied it? Yeah, I, well, yeah. I can do... Yeah. I can he can't because he just tried right. and he knew yeah. he realized he couldn't. But but kudos to you, Brian, That's for trying. I can do an Austrian accent when I speak German. <laughs> uh, tell you what, let's take a break. Let's get out of this weird intro. And then uh, we're going to have Jeff on the line. Now, he brewed the Maybach. And uh, we're going to talk to him about doing that. I don't think I've ever really done a Maybach. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of curious to, to know how we figured it all out. Yeah, loggers are tough and tricky to do. They really are, man. I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't play around with those too much. Mm-hmm. They're, I think it's above my, uh, above my pay grade. Anyway, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Jeff and drinking on his Maybach. Back after this. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab See, Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Yeah. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food beer and wine the creek monkey tap house online at creekmonkey.com since the first time the brewing network microphones turned on more beer was behind it more beer sponsors the programming on the bn because like you they love brewing and like the brewing network they love sharing their knowledge 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude, I think there's some... <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <laughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Starzan. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to get Jeff on the line here. Jeff has brewed this Maybach. Uh, you guys want to fill us in a little bit on the, the Maybach style? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, Brian, you got the German, the friendly German accent. Why don't you, why don't you go on that? <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the German accent out. But, okay. but do it in your phony American accent. <laughs> yeah, the, the Maybach is a, it's a, it's a lager, and uh, it's um kind of a, a pretty a fairly pale strong strong uh, lager beer it's um designed to walk with a fine a fine line between blandness and too much color um it's a fairly recent development is what the the style guidelines say, say about it 
and the members of the the Bach family. Uh, it's it's typically associated. Mai, of course, is the German word for May, and it's, it's associated with the springtime and uh, the month of May. So, um, yeah, all winter to you know lager this nice uh, beer in your in your the cave in your backyard, and <laughs> you bring it out in May, and everybody gets drunk and happy. Yeah, exactly. I they're like they're that. usually fairly pale, pretty pills malt focused, maybe a little bit of toasty character in it. If they add some in, that's not necessary. Just like Germans, fairly yeah. pale. Fairly pale, a yeah. little bit toasty, uh, <laughs> a little bit of spicy hop character, not that much. Yeah. Not very bitter. Um, but kind of bitter. Kind of bitter. Right. Slightly it's, alcoholic. Yeah. Also known yeah. as a Helles Bach. So, uh, although it doesn't taste, you know, much like a Helles <laughs> If you drink one, those are five percenters. You know these these can be upwards of six six and a half to seven and a half percent, roughly. Um, so they're they're strong. Jeff, are you on the line with us, buddy? Yeah, I am. Nice. Oh man, Skype sounding good today. Yeah, hey. yeah, it's sounding real good. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Good, good. Thanks for sending the beer, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So uh, tell us a little bit about your brewing setup. Are you all grain or are you um, extract? Yeah, all grain. Nice. I've been brewing for eight or nine years now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I think I did three batches of extract. And you just went right to all grain? Yeah. Oh, I was boy. in. I was a part-time college student at the time, so I had plenty of time to mess around with stuff. <laughs> Usually when you're part-time college, it means you're working the other part-time, but uh, not not for you. You're brewing, huh? Um, You know, at that point, I was not working that much it was, it was nice I, I decided college should take five years instead of four well why not who cares this is still america we can do whatever we want yeah um have you ever brewed a mybach before uh no this is my third lager but this is my first time doing mybach okay third third lager okay good i think i maybe have done two so you're 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 one up on me dude uh all right guys let's uh let's jump right into this thing brian why don't you kick us off well, in the nose, uh, the first um, whiff of it, you do get some some fairly bold maltiness in there. It had a little bit of a, a, a kind of a graham cracker note in there that I was looking, uh, you know, that it makes it, you know, you can tell there's some German ingredients in here uh, and a little bit of a spicy note in there. Um, it it came across a bit solventy to me. It has kind of a bit of a, like a, a lacquer-like aroma in there with the other aromas. Um, the, so there's the typical thing you would expect, expect of, uh, a lagers that would not have, uh, many esters and this beer did not, um, it didn't have the typical, you know, fruity esters that you get in a, in an ale, you know, like a, a pale ale or whatever, what have you, but it does have this kind of interesting aroma to it, uh, along with the low spicy hop note it has this kind of orange like aroma to it, kind of like the, um, that, that, uh, the stuff you used to remove stickers that goo gone thing anyway but you know i mean sometimes some people um like the smell of that stuff i um it's maybe it's designed to to be pleasant smelling i don't know why why stuff that removes stickers smells like oranges but um that's interesting i've never noticed that before it's better than having it smell like dirty feet (laughs) socks or something yeah uh the the appearance it's it's uh kind of an orangey goldish color and it, it gave, had a bit of haze in there. Um, pretty good, substantial, you know, off-white head that stuck around uh, pretty nicely in there. Uh, in the flavor, the maltiness is there's kind of some uh, bread-like tendencies in there. 
but it was a little obscured by this. I got the orangey, citrusy flavors in there. It's like kind of orange zest and and pineapple, and it, it presents itself with a bit of a kind of a tart edge to it. Um, it's not sour, I wouldn't say, but it is a little a little biting and acidic. Uh, the beer is definitely balanced to the malt. It's very low hop bitterness. Uh, you know, only a faint spicy hop flavor in there. Uh, finish is kind of medium dry, and there's just a little. A little funkiness in the flavor. You're right. It's it's not sour, and that that was the first thing that I got too. Uh, was a sourness, but it but it's not. It, yeah. it does have that kind of bitterness at the end that, that maybe uh, moves it from from sour to more tart. You don't feel it melting the enamel on your teeth. It's no. not like one of those big Belgian sours or anything like that. But there's there's some tartness. I mm-hmm. you measured the acidity on this, uh, and when you buy us that fancy Doctor Homebrew kit that you've been promising, we'll have you know <laughs> pH meters and all that at our disposal. And finishing hydrometers. Anything I say on heroin is not uh, held account. I don't know. You've been on heroin this whole time. Yes. Um, well, judging by the state of your elbow sides, um, we got a lot we can hold what? you to. I don't even know what. Yeah, we we got a lot we can hold you to. You've said it all. Oh, that's yeah, true. No problem. Yeah. Talking okay. about track marks. Yeah. The um. You're pretty track free there. <laughs> Maybe it's all between your toes. I don't know. Well, onward. Onward. Brian's onward and downward. Super Brian's focus. About okay. the, the beer, About the, the topic beer. of the show. Uh, yeah. The mouthfeel had a little bit of a, a biting quality to it as well. A little bit of uh, uh, heat, possibly from the solventy uh, uh, hot alcohols in there um, in the throat. It wasn't very creamy. The carbonation is kind of medium high, pretty, pretty peppy. That uh, might also be contributing to the bite a little bit, but... Um, you know, the beer had a few of the elements I was looking for in a Maybach, and granted, it's it's really hard to do a good, clean lager, um, but it's covered up by a number of significant defects in this. The solvent uh, and the fruitiness could be could be from too high of a fermentation temperature, but I mean, we'll get into your recipe and talk about that later. It probably, you know, if you're doing a lager, you would know to ferment it cooler, so I can't say 100% certainty. Uh, that it was too high, but uh, I would suspect also some bacterial and or wild yeast contamination in the beer, and you definitely want to watch all uh, at all stages past cooling the beer, you know, your sanitation, your cleanliness, use all your five-star stuff. Uh, with, a, with a lager this big as well, you, know, you especially need to take care of your, your yeast and give it a big, healthy, vigorous pitch of yeast, preferably from a, uh, a starter at high croissant, ready to go. Croissant. There you go. And that was um, a, yeah, a terrible German accent. I gave the beer an 18, and um, you know it's it's drinkable, and it could use some improvement. But with uh, you know just uh, improved sanitation and and possibly also lagering techniques, because it did lack a little of the clarity that you would expect in a in a, a well lagered beer. Um, you could clean up some of that stuff. But. Was that that was bottle condition, right, Jeff? No, it wasn't. It was bottled off a keg. Okay, okay. all right. Um, and I'm I mean from what you're saying. Are you guys getting? Have you opened both bottles? Just one. We did not. The other oh. bottle's sitting right over there. We should crack yeah, that open. If you don't mind giving that a try, because I'm drinking the same beer right now, and or I we're not drinking the same beer right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Could be a bottle issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good. Uh, I like. I like that. Uh, right. That description. Yeah. We're drinking the same beer, but we're not drinking the same beer. Right. I mean, so to sort of follow up a bit on Brian Brian's notes and the style, you know, these beers are mostly supposed to be about big pills malt, maybe a little bit of a Munich hint, a little bit of spicy hops, maybe 
clean ferment, nice and creamy, pours a big rich head, um, clean alcohol. And generally, I mean, I, I agree with most of what Brian said. Um, I got a lot of that tangerine ester, orange ester sort of thing, a bit of a perfumey, almost phenolic character. Hmm. Um, for me, it, um, I was sort of putting those together, a little bit of a solventy note and a few other things floating around. I thought maybe there was some sort of a contamination in there, maybe a wild yeast or something. It is different. Uh, it's not as tart, but there is still, and I'm getting more of the orange peel uh, maybe even the pith of the orange, that white part, um, out of the second bottle. Pithy orange, yeah, yeah. I can sort of see that. It's still pretty tart. Yeah, uh-huh. but not as tart as the first bottle, so maybe it is a bottle thing. Maybe. I, think it's, I don't know. It still has a fairly sharp tartness to it a little bit and on the edge there. it's it's um, It looks clearer, though, a little bit. It tastes pretty much the same to me. But it tastes fairly mm-hmm. close to the same. It's a little creamier because, well, it's a little creamier, richer. Uh, it's it's probably because it hasn't been sitting open for 40 minutes. But I don't mm. know. If, if there's bottle variation, I think we got two two funky ones. Yeah, um, mm. yeah which yeah. is too bad. I mean, I like the malt flavors in here. They're good. And the balance seems pretty good with the hop. You know, it's, it's the hop's pretty much just supporting it. It's yeah. not there. I think that was probably pretty nice. But What's um, your, uh, the method for bottling off the keg, by the way? Um. I do the uh, like bottle stopper with the tube. Yeah, yeah, the typical. That seems to work just fine. If that if any of that plastic stuff gets old, it's it's really good to change that out every so often and and mm-hmm. keep it keep it sanitized and clean. Yeah, it'd also be nice yeah. if uh, JP would have recorded this show two months ago when I sent him the beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were moving studios. <laughs> yeah, dude. Sorry, uh, we just uh, with yeah. the studio move and all that kind of stuff. It just uh, oh, no, kind of ate up all. Did our you stuff. have this in your garage, JP? I did. I had it in my garage in in the trunk of my car in my garage. So it was okay. No, no it was under uh, your solar flare collector. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was in the uh, fridge. Um, maybe not right when I got it. Um, so maybe some of that uh, you know is is my fault. I'll, I'll I'll take the heat for you, Jeff. Don't worry about it. I'll take I'll take some shit for you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know about the uh, the move. It just uh, stuff couldn't be helped. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Or you just give me shit. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> Good, I love it. So Wonderful. you're on your side. You're not getting uh, any of that the the bright, uh, the the peppy oranginess in there. No. Yeah. Um, I so, mean, for me, I'm I'm drinking the beer right now, and it does have a little bit of a fruity ester to it, but it's got a fair amount of Munich in it. Okay. Um, hmm. And I know you can get some fruitiness from that at high amounts, and that's kind of one of the questions I was hoping to get answered, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, uh, no. in theory, yeah, you're right. I mean, Munich will often give a little bit of a, usually kind of a cherry flavor is what you sure. get from that. Huh. And a little bit of that would be appropriate here from the mall. Uh, well, you know, that's a good question, Jeff. Why don't, why don't you start uh, by giving us your recipe? Um, yeah, so it's a, it was a 10-gallon batch, and it was 17 pounds of German pills, six mm-hmm. pounds of German Munich and then eight ounces of melanoidin and eight ounces of Kara Munich for the malt. And then on the hops, it was a mix of Herzbrucker and middle through with two ounces at 60 minutes, two ounces at 20 minutes, two ounces at 10 minutes and two ounces at flame out. 
That's a that lot of hops like for a beer, which is interesting because it doesn't. A lot of hops, yeah. It doesn't come through like that. It doesn't come through like that. Uh, uh, like yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think about his Munich edition? Is it too much? Six pounds? Six pounds? In a 10-gallon batch? It's about 25%. Thirty percent. It's a. It's it's really on the dark darker end for it's the style. It's on the style. darker end. I don't think it's out of style. Um, it is definitely on the darker end. That's probably okay. I don't know if I if somebody handed it to me and said, "What is this?" I might guess more traditional Bach than a my Bach. But yeah, it's probably not too bad for that. Um, if it were me, I would probably drop the Karamunic. Uh, keep the recipe as simple as possible. Um, but yeah, what would the Karamunic right. do for for this that the that the Munich wouldn't? It would probably give it some more of that estuary flavor, a little more residual sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I, I I would focus on just a very simple malt bill, Pills malt. You could go straight 100% Pills malt if you want for this and get the pale side. But if you like the darker one, yeah, throw in some Munich malt like that, and you should be able to get there. But uh, six pounds fine. isn't an egregious amount. Uh, uh, because well, you were saying that you could kick out some cherry flavors, and that's kind of yeah. what he was asking. Yeah. Uh, does some yeah. of those esters come from his large charge of Munich? That would cover the ch- sort of a cherry flavor, which mm-hmm. there is a little bit here. It wouldn't really, I think, explain this sort of big orange tangerine kind of. Yeah. Might be accenting flavor. it a little bit, but yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big Munich edition if it's regular kind of Munich and not light Munich, but... Uh, you can get away with that. It's yeah. well, the lighter of the. It is the lighter. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. I've been able to find. Yeah. Then that probably helps there. The darker That's, one would be, might be too much. What would be the kind of uh, high end you would want on, on his recipe for, for the Munich? I wouldn't go much higher than this. I mean, by the no. color, I was holding the, the, the color card up to it. You can maybe go a little more, but um, you get too much darker in this. No one's going to recognize this as a Maybach. Might be a great beer. Yeah. But people are probably going to start calling it a, doppel, a light Doppelbach or a traditional yeah. Bach. So, in other words, his, his recipe is fine. Just drop the Cara Munich, and then that's. In my opinion, yeah, that's okay. what I would do. But, you know, that said, I didn't necessarily pick any of it up in the flavor. So, yeah. eh, maybe it, it's just in there and you don't notice. <clears throat> what was your mash uh, regimen? Did you do any decoction? or anything like that or no, it step. was just uh 150 yeah for an hour mm-hmm. you might it, raise it up a little bit for this style they like to be a little bit rich in the finish hmm. yeah this does finish kind of semi-dry and i think a little sweetness would benefit it uh, in ways though as i'm drinking this second pour of the beer i'm kind of enjoying it as it is in ways it, it doesn't right it's not it's it, like for what it is it's kind of like you know that uh the orange shush it has that kind of interesting funky, without the, the the spices that they use in there the, the tea whatever but yeah so do you think that this this kind of funkiness came from his bottling i mean it, it could have happened in bottling and it could have if he's drinking he the same keg it. right it's yeah. it's kind say. of yeah you know it it could have been in the beer from the start i everything i have gets stored cold from yeah. the time it's done from the time it's in a keg it stays cold so once it's out it in the world in there and just warming it up was yeah. enough to Hmm. mess with it right yeah it's possible if, if there's anything in there go a lot faster during the shipping and shaking <laughs> yeah 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 all right yeah, i mean i'm sorry it, it seems like a good beer otherwise but for, for me it's got a, a pretty heavy load of some bad stuff yeah that's too bad it's unfortunate yeah you have any questions for the guys jeff um no i mean it's kind of like i said we're drinking different beers so yeah um well, uh, give us your address over the air right now, and then we'll just drive to where you are. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, maybe half the listening audience will join us, and we'll just have a big block party. It'd be great. It sounds good. I've, I've got a few beers on tap, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or Phillips and Growlers and meet us down here, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on down. We'll see you in four days. With a chilled cooler. <laughs>
All right, Jeff. Well, if that's it, man, we're going to let you split. All right. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank guys. you for sharing. Right. Appreciate the beer. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yep. All right. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And he's been brewing for a long time. And I mean, he could be a serial killer. L- learning logger. So I, I think it takes it takes more than just a couple few batches, you know, learning the ropes there. And it and really does. Dialing that in because it's it's a different animal. Ales, you, you get in that routine. You do a dozen batches. You're, you know, you can do ales all day in your sleep. Yeah, but um, loggers are tough, man. I, I yeah. brewed one uh, with uh, some friends. Uh, did this uh, Mexican lager? It was a, a clone of a Scob beer, and uh, I, I tell you, it has this bizarre smoky phenol mm-hmm. um, clove, like a clove smoke phenol thing. But I used Mexican lager yeast, and I grew up the the batch a couple of times. I grew up the starter in the in a friggin' carboy when it was a lot of yeast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, crystal clear, but it just has this weird note that nobody else picks up. None of the, none of the other people who got the batch, we did 40 gallons, nobody else can taste it. Huh. And I'm going, I can't drink it. Maybe you than they do. I think so. No, I don't know. Uh, but I, I just, I can't drink it. I should have brought it. That's what I should have done. Uh, I, I just can't do it. Bring us some of your good stuff, too. <laughs> I don't have any right now. Uh, well, hey, you guys are local. I, I live like a mile away, dude. We'll yeah. come, I got some cider on tap. It'd be great. All right. We All just right. put some banana flavoring in that beer and banana a little yeast, flavoring. and we can just call it a Weizen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Are you just uh, entering as a Ralk beer in a contest? Yeah, that's right. Hey, wait a minute. Too soon. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Lee's gone. It's only Brian and I. <clears throat> okay. I dumped Lee. Let's go. Uh, excuse me. Let's take a break. We're going to come back, and we have um, we have we have Ted on the line, and Ted. Uh, we'll talk about Ted's beer. Um, let me get this thing up here and running. All right. Uh, it's Doctor Home, everyone. Back after this. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and E. Zymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. 
As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at monsterbrewinghardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit monsterbrewinghardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a monster mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and Enter to win. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination. Oh, doctor. All right, everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for hanging in with us. We will have uh, Ted on the phone in a second to talk about his Hellas, right? Munich Hellas? Right. Brian, why don't you kick us down some knowledge on some Munich Hellas? We've got a... Well, in the immortal words of Jamil (laughs) Zanisha... Jesus. Munich Hellas is a clean, pale gold German lager with a pretty malt character that starts in the aroma and lasts all the way through the finish. While there might be a slightly sweet, grainy character present, this is not a sweet beer. Oh. The beer should be well attenuated. Any sweetness should be balanced by just enough hop bitterness to keep it in check. I don't believe Jamil said any of those things because he didn't talk about his scrote. Yeah, maybe John wrote that part. I don't know. <laughs> I think John wrote that. <laughs> it's 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 pretty elegant though. They have pretty good descriptions in you know brewing classic styles. Yeah. Look book. at that dog-eared thing, man. That's a good job of Donald stuff in here. Just that's a well-worn book, man. Well, I like to see what recipes your entrants they send the beers into the shows are using. So you know. I, flip it open you know i i i I knew like when when i knew that they were uh working on this book i'm like that's going to change a a lot of people there's gonna be a lot of similar beers being entered similar recipes that was so true i swear the year that thing came out you could sit at a flight of judging around here (laughs) live in the area it's like these all taste the same there's two jamil beers here's this beer you know i mean he did a great thing for uh he and john you know they did a great thing for educating people about absolutely the breadth of styles that are out there and and um you know they're award-winning recipes. You can you can make really good beer with this book. Yeah, for sure. If you know what you're doing. We got Ted on the line. Ted, you with us? I am here. All right. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. Perfect. Thanks for hanging in with us. Hey, no problem. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your home brewing background, man. How long have you been brewing? Uh, 
I started in 2012, um, started extract brewing for pretty much about a year and dove into all grain after piecing up my equipment uh, in uh, May of last year and did my first uh, all grain batch as a decoction mash. Wow. Cool. Look at you jumping right in. See, most people go, oh, I did one extract and I knew that all grain. And then and then I, I go, oh, look at you jumping in. But you jumped in, dude. You cannonballed into this thing. Yeah, there was a, a friend of mine, uh, Randy, who kind of hooked me up and kind of told me, you know, if you're going to make a Hefeweizen, that was going to be my first beer, all grain. He goes, you're going to have to try to do a decoction mash. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so I had to research that for a little while. And, oh, boy, it was work. It was fun. And uh, that was my first one. And I've done four cents. Jesus. How, how many uh, how many decoctions did you do? Like a, just a single or a double? No, I just did a single. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was going to do anything <laughs> more than just that. Have you ever done a double or triple? No, no, and I don't think I'll ever even attempt that. It's way too much time. Oh, it's fun. Set aside a whole day if you ever decide to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. yeah, it, it, the, the decoction that I did with the HEP, it took me roughly about 10 hours to do because it's just a slow drain sparge. Yeah, uh, man. yeah. <laughs> That's about, well, is, is that is that slow? Because I know Chris Graham at Morby did a double or triple once and it was like 12 hours, so maybe he didn't do a very good job. Mm. Uh, I just probably, it was my first one, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about a little bit about this beer. Have you done a Hellas before? Is this your first uh, first run at it? This this was my first run. In fact, it was his. Uh, I wanted to do a lager for my first uh, attempt. And uh, listening to you guys, listening to the Brewing Network, they're talking about you know Munich Hellas. Never had them before. Yeah. So I. I went back to the, to the well of a, a good buddy of mine and he goes, well, I got this recipe. I'll, I'll share it with you. I'm like, well, thank you. You know, what do I need to do? Another decoction mash. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> so it was my first logger and my first attempt. And, uh, in fact, I, you know, using his recipe, it was, it was, uh, it pretty well put together. At least I thought, um, uh, but I enjoyed it. Good. That's awesome, man. Uh, well, let's jump in here and, uh, and talk to Ted a little bit about his, his Munich Hellas. Uh, Lee, why don't you, uh, why don't you go, man? All right. So, Munich Hellas. Pils malt, Pils malt, more Pils malt. Basically, that's what they're about. Uh, yeah. As I said, you know, Pils malt, attenuated, a little bit of supporting hop aroma, supporting bitter. Very nice. Kind of derived from the Pilsner style. So, that's what you look for in a beer like this. So, the main things that come through then in the nose on this were kind of, um, there was definitely some Pils malt in there. You can't miss that. There's also a bit of a honey and sort of a lime zest cherry fruitiness that was in here. And big kind of yeasty, bready character to it. It, was, it seemed a little bit, unfortunately, kind of like some autolyzed yeast or almost a vegetal aroma. Um, that definitely was, was not entirely welcome in this style. So, I mean, the Pills character was good. But these, these other issues were, were not really what we're looking for here. Uh, the appearance, it looked pretty, pretty good. It poured a nice white foam, which actually persisted pretty well. It's a good pale gold color, but it was f- fairly hazy, which is another clue that there is a, a likely issue with this beer. Um, and the flavor, again, the Pills malt flavor was there, medium light, and it was fairly dry. No, it wasn't too sweet. So it was doing well on that. Had some supporting bitterness. Didn't really get any hot flavor. But again, it had that kind of yeasty, kind of autolyzed flavor. Autolyzed, autolysis of yeast is basically they just die and start breaking apart usually. It's usually a sign of uh, unhealthy yeast in the bottle or in the ferment. Um, but it had a lot of this interesting lime zest character. It almost tasted like it had some Sprite from that. I mean, it's lemon lime like hmm. you get in a Sprite. Yeah. That's how it came across to me. Hmm. Um, so it was a big fruity flavor from that. And it finished again with the yeasty notes and the zest and fairly, uh, slightly sweet in the finish. Not that much. Um, so again, it's got a lot more fruitiness and some of this autolyzed character to it, which wasn't great. 
Um, body, actually, the, the mouthfeel is doing pretty well. You know, medium body, lightly creamy, which is good. Not hot or warming, not astringent, nothing like that. The carbonation seemed like it might be a bit high, um, but that's uh, probably a minor thing. But um, in general, it seemed like a pretty good basic recipe. I mean, it had the pills malt there. Um, it had a good balance with the hops that you want. So I think that was all right. Um, the issues with this beer had to come down with these yeasty, maybe autolyzed kind of flavors. It seems like there were some ferment issues in this beer. Um, mostly, if the flavors I'm picking up are any indicator, probably a lot of it had to do with um, some stress on the yeast. Now, it's underpitched or unhealthy or old or not enough oxygen or not enough nutrients of some kind. Any of those could do it. Um, so I, I couldn't tell which of those in, in any way, but definitely there, there seemed to be something wrong with the yeast, and it just seems to be dying in here. Uh, was this beer bottle conditioned? It looked kind of um, hazy. The, the, one, the one that I sent to you guys, I, I actually bottled up uh, the last remaining uh, out of the keg that I had. So it was, out of a keg. It was yeah. near the bottom of the keg. Right. Well, it's interesting. As, I mean, maybe there was some yeast in the bottom of your keg, and that's what's going on here. Because um, it definitely seemed a little bit hazy. Yeah, sometimes when you do, you get down to the bottom of that keg and, and you have, you know, this much left in it and it, it's been sitting in there for a while and, and there's a, a little cake of yeast at the bottom and, and uh, it gets stirred up a little bit and gets in the beer when you transfer it out. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely had issues with that because every time I pulled a sample off, it was cloudy and hazy and I couldn't get it to clear up unless I put it in a bottle and let it condition in a bottle for a few weeks and then it would finally clear up uh, to where it should be. But uh, I have a bottle with me right now that I'm drinking out of. And of course, there is a little haze in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I totally understand what you guys are saying. You're picking up similar flavors? I am. I, yeah. I, I can I can see where you're saying that 7-Up. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of <laughs> yeah. Yes, no it's man, it's Sprite. Yeah, Sprite. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that would be my guess. I mean, and it's possible your ferment was fine. How, when did you make this beer? Uh, I brewed it back in February. Yeah, I mean, it may just be the little bit of yeast that carried over in your keg has just gone over the hill and has ruined what's left. Hmm. I mean, maybe it would, uh, you could tell us. I mean, we didn't drink it back in, in March or April. Would it would have well, been it, it, it it has changed. The profile def definitely has changed from the last time I had one. Uh, and it's, you know, it's been sitting in a bottle probably since uh, May, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it didn't last very long in my house. It, it, it went pretty quick when it was uh, freshly made. If it's good, um, it will, then it should. Mm -hmm. And, and you know that 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 uh, zesty taste that you guys are getting. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't pick up any of that when I was first drinking it. So it might have just evolved over time. I, I, that's my assumption, anyway. Yeah. Right. right. So sorry, I've kind of jumped on, jumped straight into troubleshootings here over Brian's term. No, that's, <laughs> that's fine. Get Brian in to get his, his feedback. I, here. He has yeah. good feedback too. No, I agree with a lot of what what Lee said there. It did have. I thought I got a little bit of a green apple note in the in the aroma too. Um, in there with some of the other stuff, but yeah, definitely the yeastiness and a, um, a bit vegetals almost too. Um, but yeah, definitely. So, you know, it had, it had the, the, the low grainy maltiness in there and, um, uh, the, the hop notes were pretty restrained. It's kind of a faint kind of herbal floral thing in there to me, but, um, yeah, that haze in the appearance, um, and, um, yeah, it had, it had a hint of um, acid aldehyde in the in the flavor as well. I thought it just some of these some of these things that the yeast uh, you know just kicks out at the beginning of fermentation. And if you, you know if, if the the beer doesn't uh, 
logger out properly it can stay in there but it doesn't seem like that's probably not what happened here it was just um it's something maybe it came back you know out of the yeast i don't know i don't know yeah but uh no it did seem like a pretty well crafted uh uh brew it wasn't um you know it wasn't too astringent or there was a little bit of warming in the mouthfeel i found but it wasn't intense it just seemed like a pretty well crafted beer and uh you know good ingredients but that that pleasant pills malt was getting covered up by this kind of the yeasty character. I got also a little bit of a, a phenolic, like a, a spicy kind of clove character in there. Yeah, I got a little of that. Some of the other things that, that Lee mentioned. So, yeah, just you know, knowing what we know now, you know, we would say, <laughs> well, don't t- don't pull from the bottom of the keg when you're going to send us a beer, dude. But. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, otherwise, you know, to, to cure that, you would want to just make sure you're doing a proper lagering and, and, and watch your sanitation. If, you know, some wild yeast got in there, it could kick some of these flavors out like we're getting in here, too. Um, you know, keep keep your beer isolated from the outside environment and don't want anything in there other than the intended yeast strain, but uh, perform a little longer lagering. Uh, it sounds like maybe you did drink it pretty young too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, lot, leaving it in that keg in the fridge, it just keeps lagering in there too, and and it can get even better. You know, the, sometimes you drink th- that last glass of it out of the keg, and it's like, oh, this is really good beer now. <laughs> Should have saved more of it. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for sharing. I gave it a twenty-five as it is. I suspect this is probably a, a thirty to thirty-five point beer or more if it was in prime condition getting to us. So. And we can also blame JP for sure. You know, we saw him shaking up all the bottles when we came in here. Tonight. I love doing that. I love he it. Just lo- loves to play pranks on us. <laughs> yeah, that's actually I, I swapped it out for Sprite. Oh, jokes on you! Jokes on okay. you, dicks. Yeah, jeez, where do you get Sprite that tastes so much like beer? Uh, you don't want to know. Yeah. You're right. Well. <laughs> so uh, that, that beer flavored mix that you can use when you're camping. Yeah, mix with water from the pond. Just Sprite. Yeah. There you go, uh, Ted. Do you have any questions for the boys? Well, it was just interesting that just being able to pick up any of that. I don't know if I have any major questions, but I, it was my first logger, so it was a very uh, uh, fun experiment. I actually ended up doing this again and changing up my recipe from the, the first go around. Hopefully, uh, with uh, the, the, the four months of knowledge that I've been able to gain, be able to make a bigger yeast starter than, than I previously did, which was you know quite interesting mm-hmm. when you guys were talking about that. I did a step up. In fact, uh, mm-hmm. I started out with the one liter, and then I transferred into a bigger uh, uh, vessel since I didn't have a, a flask big enough to uh, house it all at once. So I definitely you know might have picked up some contaminations from that. Um, but you know, hey, it's fun drinking. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Keep, keep yeah. brewing it. Get, get yourself a copy of uh, new new brewing lager beer by Noonan. And, yeah, that's uh, a good book. Yeah, he's the daddy. Well, uh, Ted, what did you uh, what did you change in your recipe? Um, I actually upped the the pills malt in this uh, just a touch. Um, it, it started off uh, my the original one was that started off at ten forty six and finished off uh, about ten ten. And I was trying to get a little bit more into it, so I bumped it up a little bit, and probably about oh, I'd say about a pound worth of Pilsner Pilsner malt, just a little bit more, um, just to kind of raise it up a little bit. I've been working at it, trying to get my efficiency to at least consistently be around seventy. Uh, this go around, as being my first one, I, it, it was like sixty-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, a little more, a little more malt. Well, I mean, this 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 one's probably been. Overbalance out by some of these autolysis flavors, but yeah, a little more, a little more malt, a touch of malt richness. Yeah. Malt richness is yeah. nice in these, just a little bit. 
No, this can be pretty light though. I mean, you can start out in the you know the mid ten forties, so you know it, it doesn't have to be five percent. If you go much over that, it's gonna it's gonna just be wrong, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. five five four is where it yeah. ends. Yeah, but um, mostly I think yeah yeah the uh, get some healthy yeast in there, and when you and when you rack it over and keg it, make sure you leave as much of it behind as possible. Yeah, and that's another thing that I didn't do. I ended up just racking it straight into a keg and letting it sit in the keg. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, there was a healthy amount of yeast in the bottom oh. of that. Did you lager in the keg? I did. Okay. Yeah, maybe at the end of the lagering period, it'd be good to just rack it into a fresh keg. Mm. Just yeah. use some CO2 and... Tra- no. Do a keg-to-keg put, keg put transfer. Keg keg yeah. Spouts on a, on a line and transfer it over. It's pretty easy to do. Yeah, yeah no, and, I've been uh, doing that as well. Yeah, and I think good. that's what I thought I was going to do for this go-around. Yeah, and, and quite often for something like this, if you do that, you might want to put the first pint or two down the drain or something. Come out easy <laughs> yeah. because of all the stuff in the bottom. Right. And then when you see it starting to run clear, then hook it up to the, the fresh keg. So you're telling me I should waste beer instead of drink it? Oh, no. Well, you know, you can put it in a bucket <laughs> and drink it, too. There's, there's no harm in that. But try not to put it in the keg that you're trying to use to get rid of the yeast. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Sorry, I party party foul on my part. My apologies. Yeah, don't waste good homebrew. I would drink. <laughs> just drink it. Yeah, you get some yeast yeah. ghosts going. You'll be at fine. Least, at least give it to the dog. You can stuff. save beer too. Like just put it in your fridge, and if it's got a little yeast in it, just put it in your fridge with a little, you know, seal the top with some Saran wrap or whatever, and let it sit for a, you know, a day or something, and it'll it'll settle out. Yeah, just take a straw and just start suck slurping off the top. <laughs> And you I can do the bottom. That. You'll be fine. You know, you sound like a guy who could do that. I run yeah, it through oh, yeah. a coffee filter. Ah, you can do a lot of Whatever it. it takes to save the beer, dude. Hey, there you go. That's what right. I'm all about. Yeah. Right. Hey, if you have to, you can even put it through a filter. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, Ted. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you sending some beers in. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. All right. We'll talk to you later, man. Keep right, up the good lagering. Bye. Yep. Bye. All right. Cool. So uh, let's do a brief rundown here before we uh, we split. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We have to do the grog tag, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate giveaway. All right. Which is something that okay. we do from our good friends over at grogtag.com, which are reusable, customizable uh, beer labels, wine labels. They do coasters, metal signs, tasting mats, um, all sorts of stuff over there. So check them out, grogtag.com. So this is an award. Uh, what grogtag's all about, there's a little snark in their, um, in their tagline, which is at least your beer will look good because, you know, a lot of homebrew, you know, may not taste as, as good as it could look. And so that's the kind of, hmm. you know, it, it it's a funny part, help mine. right? It, yeah. it helps, it helps mine already. Right. Um, so anyway, so this is an award that we give our gift certificate that we give a $40 gift certificate to the beer with the lowest score, just kind of, uh, our way to have a little fun with you guys. So, um, who, who, who wins? Who's the winner of the grog tag? At least your beer will look good. $40 gift certificate. The grog tag winner tonight is Jeff. Jeff. Jeff nice yeah. work, Jeff. Thank you. All right, you get. Uh, I will email you your gift certificate to That's you. That's funny though. What tomorrow. is the what does the, the the other beer get? Uh, the knowledge that they were not the 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 lowest <laughs> score, and and a hearty handshake. Uh, Ted, if we ever meet you in public, you get a hearty handshake, bro. Hearty handshake. And if you come to the Hop Grenade, uh, Lee will buy you beer. That's right. <laughs> I won't, but Lee will. Uh, okay, so let's let's get a rundown real quick. So Jeff Spear, he had the uh, Maybach, correct? Yeah. And uh, he his thing was uh, just check the sanitation, uh, maybe change out some of the plastic bottling stuff. It might, um, might have been a bottling issue because yeah, we and I, I change those things out pretty often. I do that same method of bottling from a keg, and it's a very effective way to do it. You don't have you don't have to go out and buy a fancy beer shooting mechanism. Um, you can you can do it that way and. 
and have pretty good results if you you know chill your bottles yeah. you know, make sure everything's completely sanitized and make sure that that plastic equipment is completely clean and, and sanitized and yeah. any question just replace it the damn thing costs a buck or whatever you know yeah yeah replacing a plastic hose or a rubber stopper is way cheaper than a batch of beer right yeah, yeah so yeah. do the sanitation on the bottling equipment and, and do it on your fermenters and everything everything downstream of whatever your wart chiller is including the chiller just make Let's sure it is sanitized this. cleaned first and then sanitized hmm. Uh, somewhere that stuff got in. It's, it's unfortunate because yeah. it was probably a decent beer otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a sanitation problem. All right. And then uh, we also said uh, to maybe drop the care music. Or Lee was saying that in his uh, Yeah, that's just kind of my purest nature speaking. I, I would think <laughs> mo- most most of the German breweries would not be doing a four malt recipe for something as, as usually simple as a Maybach. You know, mm-hmm. usually, it's usually kind of like a beefed up Hellas. Okay. Uh, but, you know, some of them are a little darker. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's, I just wouldn't use it myself. Okay. Yeah. Right. Good. The Germans would look at you questioningly and say, why did you use so many malts in your beer? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Dr. Strange Brian. Right. <laughs> I'm going on very little sleep here, guys. That's right. Apologize. That's, and then uh, no with, with Ted's beer, basically just some proper lagering, um, maybe check the sanitation and uh, watch all that yeast kick up, right, from his keg? Yeah, yeah. yeah don't get too much yeast into the, ke- into the keg you're serving and after lagering and letting it sit around. And mm-hmm. oh, oh, the other thing about Jeff's is, Definitely do not let it sit in JP's fridge for two months. <laughs> Three months or whatever. Right. Fins, uh, yeah. It was in my kitchen. It's yeah. fine. Right. Uh, okay, right next to the stove. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, all right. Uh, Ted's for, for our first logger, Ted's, you know, yeah. he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, make sure that yeast get doesn't, you don't get too much of it in the final product and don't let it sit around and get a autolyzed and, and yeah. flavor yeah. of yeast. Yeah. It sounds like he's learned that lesson, though, because now he's, he's not just leaving it in the, the keg. He just transferred it out of fermenter. He's, he's doing some transfers keg to keg. And yeah. And um, he's yeah. all over it, dude. Lagering, transferring, clearing it up, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I think we're done. Okay, you guys, we're want, you guys want to split? Yeah, split right. what? A beer? Yeah, that'd Let's be nice. Split a beer. Yeah. Well, Let's the hop grenades. One each. Well, it's not open yet, so we, I guess they can't legally serve beer. So we got to go like to the liquor store and get a beer or something like that. Liquor store. Next What's going door on? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We can walk outside like, here. Get JP stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Cider. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's been Doctor Homebrew. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Thanks to Grog Tag for the Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. Forty dollar gift certificate that went to Jeff today. And uh, thanks a lot, of course, to Jeff and to Ted for sending beers we really really appreciate it obviously this show could not happen without you and of course it couldn't happen without my ultra handsome super machismo filled co-hosts brian and lee thanks guys coming all the way out here boy yeah. all right we'll see you on dr homebrew next time everyone